Hello, everyone, and welcome to a special edition of Unsportsmanlike Commentary. Uh, this is DC Mello, and I'm joined, as always, by Tyler. Uh, we got some big, big uh, news today uh, in the NFL world. Tyler, I'll let you go ahead and break it. Well, the, the, the end is finally here. We've been waiting for months for this to break, and... Aaron Rodgers is finally now a member of the New York Jets. It finally fucking happened. I think it broke. It broke before I even left for California, and I left in middle of March. So probably the beginning of March is when Aaron Rodgers <clears throat> hopped on to, uh, to Pat McAfee's show where he does like a weekly segment, Aaron Rodgers Tuesday. Um, and that's where he came out and said, my intention is to play for the New York Jets. And we sat here waiting for almost two months. Probably. Oh, I, if I had to take a guess, that entire per- length of time probably was over one part of the trade. I don't think it had anything to do with flipping firsts. I don't think it had any do anything to do with the seconds or anything. like. I think it was the compensation that the, the Packers could get. If Aaron plays more than one year, mm. I think I, th- I think that was the big holdup on the uh, on the trade because I'm sure I, I'm sure the Packers wanted two first round picks. I just don't think the Jets were willing to pay that premium for someone who ultimately may only be there for a year. But the way it pans out, so they get another second round next year. But if he plays 65 percent of the snaps, it it can be a first round pick. So Green Bay ultimately could end up winding up with two firsts and a second in the flip for, for Aaron Rodgers or uh, for Aaron Rodgers. So, I mean, beautiful work done by both sides, in my opinion, honestly. No, I mean, I, I think that when you look at that, uh, that component of having the conditional uh, second round pick that could become a first round pick, if you play 65% of the snaps, when you have something that specific tied into a trade, you know that these sides were just going back and forth and really, you know, kind of going where each other's, you know, kind of maximum, you know, kind of willing to break or meet was, uh, meeting point was. Uh, and so, I, I mean, yeah, I think that I actually, if I, if I have to declare a winner in this trade, um, I think the Packers actually won. Uh, I, I'm actually actually kind of surprised they were able to get as much as they did. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, a, a, a pick next year uh, that's a second rounder that could be a first, that's a, that's a pretty darn good pick. Um, and then you're still getting an extra pick this year in the second round as well. Uh, so essentially they're getting at least two uh, second round picks for Aaron Rodgers. Um and I know that they are swapping as well their first round picks with the Jets. So they are going to get a pick. That's only moving up two spots in the draft. But at the end of the day, if there's someone that they are really targeting in that area, uh, that gives them a higher percentage of being able to get their guy. So that, that does make sense. I think the Packers kind of came out with some pretty good assets and got out of a really large contract on a guy that they were trying to get away from. I think that, I mean that's a win right for the Packers. Like, I think like if you're a Packers fan, you gotta be feeling pretty happy about this, right? I'll get to the fans in a minute. Um, but I, I think if you're talking from like the Packers front office and the Packers moving forward, yes, I absolutely believe they won this trade. Not only because you just cleared $60 million of cap space immediately, 
it's right. gone. You, you, it's also, you, you, you move up to two spots in the first round. Okay. That in itself probably isn't that much, but you also gain another second round pick and they get a second, another one of their seconds this year. So if Green Bay and there's I think the second round pick is literally the one right before Green Bay's pick, the second round pick. So if Green Bay wants to get aggressive, which isn't really in their nature, but if they want to get aggressive and kind of like something you alluded to last night, like if they really wanted to give the middle finger to old number 12 on his way out the door, they could package those two second round picks and try and trade back up at the end of the first round to take a wide receiver talent that could still be there. Towards I like think the, they could use a 13 on a wide receiver, and now they have now they have two second-round picks. They can address other needs with those second-round picks and probably still uh, plug some pretty decent holes there. So, I mean, there's a, either way, they have options, right? They have options of yeah. uh, ways they can go about addressing uh, some, some holes, and they did have quite a few holes, as we discussed in our podcast uh, last time. We know that their wide receiver core has been depleted. Uh, we know that they have some things going on, on the defensive side of the ball they need to address. We know they got some things on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, they need to address with their O-line. So mm-hmm. um, this gives them opportunity to they essentially get more high-value picks. And so the, the, the odds of finding guys that are able to actually come in, step in, and contribute right away to filling those holes uh, just went up a little. So uh, on the flip side, you guys, let's look at how uh, this uh, trade impacts the Jets. Now they have obviously uh, a pretty tough division and a, a tough conference in general that they got to compete mm-hmm. against. And just having a good defense with a run game isn't quite enough. And they do need to have a passing game. They do need to have the ability to move the ball. And Aaron Rodgers gives them that, hopefully, right? One thing that's a little worrisome is that Aaron Rodgers did not have a single game last year where he eclipsed 300 yards passing. Um, And he did have 12 interceptions as well, which is a pretty high mark for him. So he showed some some signs of decline. How much of that was because of the situation and – um, you know, it's it's hard to tell. It's hard to tell if that's really Aaron Rodgers showing signs of decline or if that was just Aaron Rodgers being disgruntled or, uh, you know, if there are other factors at play that we don't know about. Um, it's hard to write them off already. But at the same time, uh, you alluded to this when you talked about Russell Wilson mm-hmm. when the Broncos got him. I mean, yeah, like at the end of the day, it's that star power name and you think he's still good to go, but he was showing signs of decline. And then he got to his new destination. It was like, oh, yeah, no, those signs were actually something that you needed to be worried about. Um, and my, I have a question mark on whether or not that is the case for Aaron Rodgers. Um, and as a Bills fan, I really hope it is. But um, as uh, a football fan, obviously, I do, I do care a lot for uh, Aaron Rodgers, the legacy he did. And he's a great quarterback, and I, I want the best for him. Uh, so if he can play, uh, you know, that, that's wonderful. But as, as a, a Jets um organization you do have to i think feel like this is a risky move you you have invested quite a lot of uh, mm-hmm. a lot of money and you and you went into a lot of salary cap hell essentially uh to make this move happen yeah and i think so i think for the jets right this move maybe helps them for one year mm-hmm Two at most, really. I don't see. I don't see a Rod because Aaron Rodgers came out and said he was ninety percent retired before his little darkness retreat that he did in February. So I have a hard time believing if if the Jets even show any type of 
struggle through the season, I have a hard time believing he's going to he's going to come back to do it all again for another year. I mean, he's going from the NFC, which as far as quarterback goes, he was top two, even top three, even with the the off year that he had last year. Mm -hmm. Um, But now he's got a he's hopping into a conference where you can make the case that he's not even the top a top five quarterback in the AFC. You know, you got you got Mahomes, you got Burrow, Allen, Herbert, Trevor Lawrence. We're not even talking about Lamar Jackson. Maybe Deshaun Watson comes back to who he once was. Uh, When he's he's, uh, able to see straight. I don't I don't look. I understand Tua was lighting it up last year. But how much of that was the skill positions he had? And how much of that was actually him? Hard to I, say. At the same time, uh, you know, Tua was put, putting out better games than Aaron Rodgers was last year. I mean, it's true, but Aaron Rodgers had Christian Watson and Romeo Dobbs. Tua yeah. had fucking Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. Two two wide was, receivers. Uh, two wide receivers <laughs> finished top five in receiving yards. Like, and I'm sorry, they're not, they're not getting all the receiving yards off go routes. No, they're not. But um, but, but taking it back to the Jets, right? Like so. Jets mentality with this move has to be Super Bowl or bust. They have a great young defense. They have good skill positions on offense. Um, I just, I don't, I don't see it happening. I mean, A-Rod, A-Rod was folding in the playoffs in the NFC when he had Devontae Adams. He had the best wide receiver in the game. I, I, I attribute a lot of, Aaron Rodgers struggles last year to his lack of weapons. Like he's with rookies who he has no rapport with. And a lot of that's his fault. Cause he doesn't do that off season bullshit. That's, no, that's absolutely, that's absolutely on him. But I think if, I, I think if you're the jets, your super bowl window really is open for at most two years. And then after that, you're going to have a bunch of young defensive stars who are coming up on contract. You're going to have Garrett Wilson coming up on contract. Brees Hall is going to be up on contract. And you're not going to have a quarterback. So right. the Jets really have to hope that they're going to cash in here. And that's why I say I think I have to give the, the Packers the win here. But that being said, it is possible long term for the Jets to still come out ahead if they are able to get that Super Bowl, right? Like if they are able to get what they – you know, what they wanted uh, from this trade, uh, then absolutely the payoff is worth it. There, it's a high-risk, high-reward move for them. Uh, so at the present being, I have to give, I think the Packers uh, are currently, you know, coming out ahead of here. That being said, depending how things play out, I think long-term, if if Aaron Rodgers gets them Super Bowl, then absolutely you look at this as, you know, something that the Jets would never regret doing. Yeah. No, you're, you're right, but... That's a big if. It's a huge because, if. Because even with the addition of Aaron Rodgers and everything the Jets have in place, I'm still not picking the Jets over Cincinnati. I'm still not picking the Jets over the Chiefs. So I put, the, I put those two in a class on their own, and then in a separate class you have, like, the next tier, like, the next guys up, right? You have the Bills. You have the Chargers. I would put the Jaguars in there, too. And then I would throw the Jets in that mix as well. I, I just, 
I have a hard time believing that getting a guy who's going to be 40 by the end of this season with everything you gave up to pay, I don't think it's going to pay off because you just moved him to the harder goddamn conference. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I mean, uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you on everything you said. Uh, now, one thing that this, is, uh, that this also impacts, uh, obviously, is the upcoming draft. Uh, and uh, impacts us in the sense that we made we had our mock draft that we came up with, and mm-hmm. uh, I know we, we got some things kind of going on it, but I do think it's you know it's kind of interesting. It would be fun to update uh, the mock draft and kind of see how this uh, would impact the first round because uh, you do have the Packers and the Steelers, excuse me, uh, not, not the Steelers, the Packers and the Jets uh, flip flopping for uh, 13 and 15. So the Packers are now going to be picking at 13. Uh, previously, okay, I had. The Packers taking uh, a wide receiver, Quinton Johnston, yeah, at fifteen, and uh, I kind of—I know it's being a little cheeky, but I, I do think that it would be kind of a, a bit of, you know, kind of poetic justice if the Packers, uh, you know, kind of the, the parting tribute is they drafted <laughs> a wide receiver with that first-round pick that they got from the Jets trade, right? Yeah. Uh, a little bit of a middle finger to Aaron Rodgers. And I know that right now things are tense over there. So I, I very much believe that that is something that, that could be could be a possibility. I still think Quentin Johnson is is their guy. I, I think that they're maybe spooked that there's someone else is going for a skill position. He's the top-rated receiver in the, in the draft. Um, I think that getting uh, moving up a couple of picks gives them assurance they can get their guy. Uh, so I, I still think they're going Quentin, Quentin Johnston. Well, what did you have for them? So I had... I, off the top of my head, I'm trying to remember. I believe I had Paris Johnson going to the Jets at 13, and then I had Darnell Wright, I believe, going to the Green Bay you Packers. Have, you have, you did have per, uh, Darnell Wright going to the Packers. You had uh, Peter uh, Skaronsky. Oh, Skaronsky. Okay. Um, the flip from the, the the two pick difference in the flip, it's not enough to make me move off of what I think either team is going to do. Um, like I said, I think if I think if the Packers are going to attack a skill position, because, again, it would be hilarious if the Packers just said, fuck you, Aaron, on your way out and drafted a Quentin Johnson or a Zay Flowers or somebody with that 13 or 15, 15 now 13 overall pick. Yeah. Um, but I just, I don't, because they invested a significant amount of their draft capital last year into the wide receiver room. I I can see them taking a shot on a wide receiver in the second or third round, maybe a, uh, an, a is it Addison. Who's the kid out of USC? Oh, Addison Williams. Yeah. yeah. I could see them. I could, I could, I could see the Packers taking a stab on him maybe in the second. They have two, they have two second round picks. They have now. two second so round even, picks. Even even if they got to reach on him a little bit, I could see them making a move there. I still think, I still think both the Packers and the Jets go offensive tackle. I think just some of the names might be flipped. Right. I think though, for them to go through the effort of negotiating a a, a flip there, I, I imagine there's got to be a guy that they really want that they're that they're just trying to make sure they can get. Um, this kind kind of my sense. I think they have someone that they have strongly strongly targeting. And when you're in those teens, it's it's you do want to kind of find any leverage you can to move up to find your guy because you really don't know for sure what the teams ahead of you are, are going to do. Yeah, and I I think that it, it could very easily be a play for a wide receiver. It could also very well be 
a play to make sure they get the offensive tackle that they want Mm -hmm. instead of taking the best offensive tackle that's left. Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, a lot of the the teams drafting above them are either going quarterback or defense. I, I I don't have an offensive tackle leaving the board in the top 10. So I think they wanted to hop in front of everybody else. The two teams, primarily the Jets and the Steelers, two teams that everybody and their mother knows needs offensive line help. I think it was probably a big, big on them to move in front of both of those teams to make sure they get the tackle they want. That makes sense as well. Uh, that really does. Because I do also have uh, the Jets taking uh, a tackle. Uh, in my original mock, I had them going, uh, let's see, I believe it was Paris. Um, was it Paris? No. Yeah, it was, it, was, it was Paris Johnson Jr. Um, that I had him taking, and... I still see them taking an offensive tackle, and 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 if the if the Bears, excuse me, if the Packers follow uh, what I believe they will do in, in taking a receiver, I think they are still getting their guy. Uh, so I, I believe the Jets are still looking for an offensive tackle. But you're spot on that if the, you know if that's the case, and the Packers, if the guy they're pursuing is a tackle, then it makes sense they would do that. Um, you know, it's it's hard to say, right? Teams are playing things close to the vest right now. It's all speculation, which is what makes it so fun. Um, but yeah, what, what are your, uh, what are well, final thoughts here? What's your prediction for Aaron Rodgers as a New York jet for next season? Uh, well, what's, uh, what, what's next year going to look like for him? I mean, it's, it can't be worse than what he put up last year with green Bay. Um, I don't think he's, I think he'll be in the MVP conversation as long as everybody stays healthy around him. Uh, I don't think he'll win the MVP, especially, you know, you got Mahomes, you got Burrow. I don't, I don't, Jalen Hurts. I don't see him winning another MVP in his career, but he can certainly be in the conversation because he's got great young skill positions around him again. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Jets, if if you're making me take a pick as to where I think the Jets fall, as far as the, the end of the year divisional record, I think they probably finish second. I still, I'm going to still give Buffalo the upper hand at this point, just because they have the better, younger, more dynamic quarterback. And I love me some Garrett Wilson. But I would still take Stefan Diggs 10 out of 10 times over him. So I would give, and I don't, I don't, it's not going to be, I think it'd probably be a one game difference between the two. The Jets will make the playoffs. But there's uh, the, the way that how strong the AFC is, there's a very strong possibility that they could get 10, 11 wins, but somehow sit at the six, six, maybe seven seed in the playoffs. I think that Aaron Rodgers' success is going to really be dependent on how the Jets intend to use him. Um, I, I don't know that Aaron Rodgers is going to be able to put together a, a, an MVP caliber season. However, I don't necessarily think that he needs to to make the Jets really good. The yeah. Jets can definitely establish a strong run game with uh, the talent they have in the backfield. They have a great defense. If the the Jets use Aaron as a game-managing quarterback, which at this point in his career might be the best fit for him, I think that they could be very, very very good. And I say this begrudgingly as a Bills fan, I think that they could finish uh, with a better record than us. Uh, that being said, I do think that Aaron is 
a little prone to inconsistency right now at this point in his career. So because of that, I'm still going to give the edge to Buffalo, I think, in the in the final uh, uh, division standings. I think you're right. It probably is going to be a game difference. It would not shock me if the Jets finished ahead. Uh, but I do think that Aaron Rodgers is going to be more like a uh, – remember Ryan Tannehill when he was good? You know, like when he was having those good seasons yeah. with 10 Tennessee, kind of more in that role, a lot of play action, um, probably throwing closer to 200, 250 yards a game than he is uh, to 300, but probably uh, only throwing, uh, you know, 25 to 30 passes. And uh, I imagine the Jets, they have to be trying to obviously get as much mileage as they can out of him. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. And I think I think that's a great laid out plan for him. Like, he doesn't have to play savior ball. He doesn't have to be the focal point of that offense. Um, but I think also, like, I, I mean, I don't think his numbers are going to be as bad as they were last year. I think. The reason I think I'm his gonna, efficiency is going to be better. I don't think it, yeah, I don't think yeah. the volume is going to improve very much, but I do think his efficiency is going to be better next year. Well, I mean, it has to be. You're going from Christian Watson, Romeo Dobbs, Alan Lazard. Alan Lazard was banged up a little bit last year, uh, but now you get Garrett Wilson, who is one of the best young wide receivers in the game, and Alan and, Lazard. And Alan Lazard, uh, Mecole Hardman. Hopefully healthier. Hopefully a healthier version of Alan Lazard. Yeah. He's got Mecole Hardman as well. Tyler Conklin. Like, he's got great pieces around him. If the Jets just build him a a little bit of a better O-line, then, yeah. I mean, I also wouldn't be surprised if if they squeak ahead of Buffalo and take the division. But, again, I I still – I believe in Josh Allen a little bit more right now than I do in Aaron Rodgers. So – all right. Well, uh, Tyler, I appreciate you hopping on for this uh, uh, special podcast that we're doing today. Uh, we are going to be live streaming uh, on Thursday for the NFL draft, uh, which is here in just a few days. Um, so that's going to be exciting. Do you have anything you need to say? Yes, I do. Um, I said I was going to address the uh, the Packer fans. Green Bay. Right here. I had to deal with a lot of your fans and a lot of your nonsense. You're nowhere near as toxic as Cowboy fans. I'll give you that. But some of you fans are spoiled as fuck. <clears throat> For the last third, like the last 20, 30 years, Green Bay and New England fans are the most spoiled fucking group of fans in the NFL. Green Bay Pack, the Green Bay Packers have had 30 consecutive years of Hall of Fame quarterback play you have two Lombardis to show for it and I don't want to hear about your one bullshit season in 2017 where Rodgers got hurt and Brent Hundley had to play for like 11 goddamn games that doesn't count as a bad season I want I want you to hear me loud and clear you're gonna feel what it's like to be a real NFL fan Jordan Love he's not the answer He's not. And anybody who says he is hasn't watched the two games he's played. Oh, but he got in a shootout with Jalen Hurts. He fucking lost. He lost. And then the other game, he only put up seven points against the Chiefs. Green Bay, your fans. Aaron Rodgers, I mean, he tortured you enough with his playoff inconsistency. 
but that's not good enough for me. Especially with what Aaron said after he was drafted, he was going to make sure that the San Francisco 49ers paid for skipping him at number one overall. Well, unfortunately, he went 0-4 against them in the playoffs in his career. And if 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 fate would have it, I would love to see a Niners Jets Super Bowl this year just so we could put him down one more time. Wow. <laughs> Green Bay, you're about to feel the fucking pain of what it's like to be a real NFL fan. You don't know what a 2-14 and 14 season feels like. I do. I do. He does. He he watched his team lose four fucking Super Bowls in a row, uh, and then and then lose like for like twenty straight years after that. It was, <laughs> yeah. It's been it's been a rough it's been a rough fanhood, uh, and yeah, I mean Packer fans have absolutely been blessed with some just amazing teams. Uh, obviously that that transition in quarterback, you know, from uh, Favre to to Rogers, you know, reminiscent of a transition in quarterback. Another franchise had uh, from the California region and yeah. San Francisco. What was that? Um, Montana to Steve Young. Oh yeah, those guys. Those guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's that shit's only happened really twice in the NFL, where yeah. you get Hall of Fame quarterback handed from one to the other. Now. Any fucking Packers fan that wants to hear anything I just fucking said and go, oh, well, you did. Motherfucker, the last time the 49ers won a Super Bowl, I was still shitting in diapers. It was 94, bro. Like, that doesn't count. Let me you tell you about the last time. Let me tell you about the last time the Bills won a Super Bowl, all right? Oh, wait. I can't. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's okay. It's okay. Maybe, maybe. Like, 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 I love how you are complaining about them being spoiled. A Niners fan complaining about another fan base. Being are you fucking oh, kidding me right now? That's are you kidding rich. me right now? That's just rich. For real? Fuck you, dude. No, that's fucking bullshit. I actually resent that fucking statement. Dude, I've never seen them win a fucking Super Bowl. I've seen them lose two. And then I've seen them lose... In fucking, let's see, one, two, four NFC Championship games. I've watched them four. Two Super Bowls, four NFC Championship games. And mind you, we're not the Dallas Cowboys. We're not, we don't have eight and eight seasons. We don't. It's either we're in the NFC Championship game and I get a shred of hope. Or we're fucking two and 14, three and 13. Well, Three and fourteen now because there's a new game added. It, it, we're either picking top three or we're in the NFC Championship game, but we just can't get over that goddamn hill. And I'm starting to think I'm the fucking problem. I think you might be. That's possible. I mean, in fairness, <laughs> and if you the same could be said about you and your oh, your dude, precious but, like, I, but my teams are so cursed. Like I, they have, my teams don't win shit, man. I'm, I'm no, they don't. <laughs> my teams are so cursed. Yeah, I, I have to like I have to be the problem at this point. I, I know I am. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right, man. Well, I will see you on the draft. Everyone else, uh, we'll see you guys on the draft as well. Thank you for uh, uh, tuning in and watching, and have a wonderful night, everyone. See you.